at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. The labels on the food you buy may look a lot different in the next two to three years, and it may help you make healthier decisions. My guest today is Janelle Hamish. She's a registered dietitian at Abbott Northwestern Hospital Bariatric Center in Minneapolis. Welcome to the show, Janelle. So when did the labels last change, and why? what has the FDA done recently that's different? Uh, well, the last major change that they made was actually in 2006 when they put trans fats on the label. Uh, but they really have not had an overhaul since their original version. Um, so it, it's been long overdue, and they're finally going to make some um, pretty major changes to it, uh, both, you know, just format-wise, but then also um, a lot of changes that are more of a reflection of the new research that we've had since they were originally made. So let's start with a format change, because people are just learning how to read those labels and understand right. what the different, you know, departments mean, what's going to change with the format? Uh, well, we know that if you're going to look at anything on the label, the two things that are the most important is noting the serving size and how many calories. And so they have made the font bolder and larger for those two things so that they're really, you know, people are drawn to those two. Uh, but most people... You know, that might be the initial thing to look at, but I eventually want them to go a little deeper in looking at the other things on the label. Okay, so what else is changing that's important that people do understand the serving size and the calories per serving? Because that's sometimes can be a little bit confusing. So what oh. else is going to come out? Well, very confusing. Um, when I looked, this is actually new information for me. Uh, I don't know how what I thought manufacturers, how they were deciding what the serving sizes were. Um, but I learned that there's actually legislation that mandates that the serving sizes are a reflection of what we are actually typically eating. Um, so those have not been updated since 2003, I believe, was the last time. And we know that in general, actually it was 1993, we know that what we're eating typically of serving sizes are a lot different than what was eaten in 1993. Um, so for a lot of foods, the serving sizes might be going up, and for some, they're going down. And overall, if you look at the fact that we have an obesity epidemic, we know that we're eating too much of a lot of not good choices and not enough of some good choices. Uh, so I think there's the danger of looking at those serving sizes as something that we should be eating, because obviously that could just perpetuate the obesity epidemic if we continue to do that. Um, so I really try to encourage people not to look at serving sizes as a suggested serving size, but to know what they should actually be eating for themselves. Um, That's great advice. Be. Right. Uh, so, for instance, ice cream is going from a half a cup serving to two-thirds cup serving, and that does not necessarily mean any of us should be thinking, now we should eat two-thirds cup rather than a half a cup. Well, that's a little bit misleading, Janelle. I, I agree with you there. So we should, your, your advice there as a registered dietitian, don't follow the serving size as a suggestion, but only uh -huh. use it as a tool to understand how much of what you're eating has right. these it, things in it. It's truly nothing more than a reference to all the other information on the label. That's it. 
Okay, so important to understand. Now, what about the sugar indicators? Because we're learning more and more about sugar and its contribution to diabetes and obesity. So what are the sugar indicators telling us? Right. We definitely know that our biggest concern around sugars is the added sugars. And up to this point, we haven't been able to easily know um, by looking at the label what's natural versus added sugar. And they finally are going to add a line item that's listed just added sugar right under the total sugar. Um, So people will no longer have to be investigators to try to determine what of this sugar listed might actually be natural versus added. It's just going to be listed very clearly. What about the updated daily values? Is that changing for what they expect us to get every day? Um, Some of them are changing, some of them are not. So, for instance, the recommended amount of dietary fiber is going up, so that's going to impact what the percent daily value is going to be. So the thing about the daily values that can be confusing to people is that it's really designed around people who need 2,000 calories, which most of us need around 2,000, and that's why they picked that number. But you may or may not need that much. You might need more. You might need less than that. Um, But they're trying to allow it to to be a little bit clearer for most of the population. It's a generalization. Um, So some of those daily daily values are changing depending on what recommendations have uh, been recently put out. Um, So sodium levels are recommended now to eat less than what we used to in the past. Um, so that's that's some of the, the main areas. Um, vitamin D, we're now suggested to eat more than what we have in the past. So your daily values are going to be impacted by those new um, recommendations. So there's one part where it is, you know, fat, cholesterol, sodium, protein, these things. Then there's mm-hmm. the nutrients required, your vitamins and minerals. And these are not necessarily required in food but they're on the label to let us know where do the daily values of your nutrients come in. Right, right. So if you actually eat that serving size, how much of that nutrient for your day are you going to get in? Um, well, they they took off some of those vitamins that we really don't see deficiencies in, in anymore. So like vitamin C is going to be taken off um, and they're adding vitamin D because that's um, and potassium is the other one that they're adding because we know most of the population is not getting enough of those. Um, So again, it's just, it's more of a reflection of what our current state is in nutrition rather than what it was when it was originally made over 20 years ago. So they're taking, as you say, the current state of nutrition and figuring out what we need to prioritize. So do you think this is going to, because I, I, I am glad they're putting potassium and vitamin D, calcium and iron, these things that we need I'd like magnesium to be on there. Do I agree. <laughs> I do you agree. think that this is going to make people make healthier choices, or is it just another thing to look at at food and people don't want to be bothered? Hmm. I think people um, are on a continuum in their journey for nutrition. I think people start out um, a lot of times maybe not caring about anything on the label, but when they start label reading, they'll maybe look at um, the calories. That's typically the first thing they look at. But eventually... Uh, usually in our life journeys, there comes a point where people have to start thinking about nutrition more. Um, and at that point, the information is there and just making those numbers actually mean something to you. So this updated label, when can we expect some of these improvements to show up on our food? 
Right. Well, um, just as most things with government, everything takes a really long time to, to progress along. They're giving manufacturers a lot of time uh, to come up with some of these numbers. Um, so they have two to three years, depending on the size of the manufacturer, to actually um, implement these changes. Uh, so I think some of the larger food manufacturers, I think, will step up and we'll, we'll start seeing things like added sugar on the label much sooner than that. Um, but they certainly do have a, a, a pretty decent time frame here to, to move forward with it. So give us your best advice for label reading and how we can mm-hmm. use these new labels to help ourselves understand the, the nutrition in the food if we're eating food with labels at all. Right. Uh, well, usually when people are ready to go beyond just thinking about calories, I, I tend to then suggest really looking at them under the context of heart health. We know that heart disease is the number one killer of Americans, and so if you're going to look at anything else um, beyond calories, I think looking at those heart health. And uh, the big hitters we know for heart health are um, looking at saturated fat, trans fat, and sodium, Um so I usually have people start there, and once added sugars on are on that label, I would then suggest looking at added sugar um, as the other thing that we really newly have discovered is is more related to heart disease than we thought. Um, so those are usually the f- the four that I really want people to to try to look at and do less of. That's great advice, Janelle. Thank you so much for being with us. It's really important, and you put it forth so succinctly and clearly. Thank you again for being with us today. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.